0: Welcome to the Sourced Podcast Week in Review. My name is Michael Crusher. Jordan McDonald, welcome. And
1: you assure me this is our 75th week in review. Yes, uh, this is our 75th one with just you and I, but our 85th total Sourced episode. So yeah, we're getting close to that triple digit. 75,
0: it's sort of the the midway, isn't it? Mm. It's not, not 50, not 100. Yeah, if you were batting,
1: you'd start to get a bit nervous. You I would. would be Seeing the ball well mm. Going towards the century Yeah You'd hope Yeah the uh, The googlies creep to the
0: brain <laughs> It's no good Been there Well happy 75th And all of that means uh, Anything um, I spent some time In Rockhampton this week It was very good too
1: Yeah Me first and you next Yes yeah, so nice. I followed you up there I was yes. thinking that actually Excellent.
0: And I'm back there next week as well. Oh, really? Yes. I can't get enough of you up there. Rocky, it's all happening. It was uh, (laughs) a good, good crew, good fun. Excellent. This week also, it was the 25th anniversary, Jordan, of the Seinfeld finale, Mm -hmm. which I remember clearly. Yeah. It was quite a big event, the end of one of the most successful television comedy shows ever. Of course, you wouldn't remember it because you're far younger than me And Seinfeld yeah. started before you were born, not before I was born. But I remember then back to what happened with the Seinfeld finale. I was living in Townsville at the time, working for the Townsville Bulletin. Mm-hmm. We would often go to the pub after work because we were journalists on a daily newspaper or with alcohol problems. <laughs> but we just, everyone went home that night because it was a Seinfeld finale. Yep. You had to go home right. and watch it and because then it was the talk the next day of the office but we yep. know and we've mentioned before on this podcast that the old sort of spoiler thing oh, had changed yes. you don't have to worry back then about spoiler alert because that wasn't an issue so this week though there's some research that's come out and you're going to tell us about this research in terms of this new era now because now we're streaming shows we're not watching them when they come on at 8 30 at night or whatever we're watching them when we get around to it Uh, and so that doesn't line up with everyone so now we have this whole thing about maybe
1: if i'm telling someone something they haven't yet seen the episode yeah that's correct there was uh, an article this week which quoted some studies so there's a study published in the applied cognitive psychology where researchers wanted to see if knowing the outcome of of a TV episode uh, would affect people's engagement in it. Um, Very good question. Yeah. So they had uh, participants watch a 30-minute episode of an Alfred Hitchcock uh, show called Bang, You're Dead. And the story, for anyone who's not familiar with it, is about a young boy who mistakenly Mm -hmm. takes a loaded gun and uh, shoots it at people in town. So, yeah, thrilling. You haven't spoiled the ending there, though. No, I haven't. I hope. I've not seen it. But uh, the participants were told to raise their hand uh, every time the word gun was mentioned by any of the characters. Yep. Now, some participants didn't know how the story would end. Well, some did. And they suspected, the researchers thought, that those that would know what the ending was would be more attentive to the word gun because they were less engaged with the story. Of course, so they knew what the outcome was, yeah. However, the results are that both groups were actually equally engaged in the show, even those that knew the ending. So they got absorbed into the story so much they forgot about the assignment, which was raising your hand every time gun was mentioned. And when both groups were asked later, they both reported the same levels of enjoyment and engagement. Wow. So it's, it's, the study suggests that our fascination with stories goes beyond the element of surprise. So, you know, we naturally connect with characters and plots even when we know what will happen. So knowing the ending doesn't really hurt our ability to be captivated by the story. So anyone
0: decrying spoilers mm. maybe shouldn't be vilified at the time. Well, look... I'm not sure I, I agree with that one, mm-hmm. I must say. I just can't enjoy a show when I know what the real ending is going to be, which is why I thought Titanic was a stinker <laughs> of a movie. Yeah, right. Because you just knew that ship was going to sink. Mm-hmm. I mentioned that before. It took a bloody long time to hit that iceberg. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Then it did take a while. Oh, a long, long time. You I, I only watched Titanic once. Yeah, I knew one what was going to happen. Two, very, very long. Still yeah. enjoyed it though, but it was long. So you and I watched it the same amount of times. Once. Yeah, one done for uh, sure. Ainsley
0: watched it a lot more than once. Yeah, I know so that. Chen.
1: Yeah, a lot more. No problems.
0: So, it. I. I'm not as engaged in a story. Want to know what's going to happen? Fair enough. I, I, but. You know, it's changed so much so. It has. So don't forget that we can compare a time when Homer Simpson blew the ending of The Empire Strikes (laughs) Back for people waiting outside the cinema as Homer and Marge walked out of watching The Empire Strikes Back.
1: Wow, what an ending have thought Darth Vader was Luke Skywalker's
0: father? Oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Mr. Blow the Picture for me. So there you go. People didn't like that with no. Homer. I stand with them. I don't like it either. But things have changed, Jordan. They've changed a lot. I go back to what I said a few episodes ago. There's got to be a buffer, maybe four or five days. That's your buffer. Then away you go. But what do you think? No,
1: I agree that knowing the ending doesn't really spoil the, the viewing experience. I think all it does is spoil a surprise, and I suppose if your viewing experience is based on the surprise, then I suppose it is ruined for you. Um, <laughs> I know that the major, you know, the major event, for example. In season five of Succession, the finale, I know what the big uh, event is because you included it in your podcast (laughs) notes a a week or so ago. This
0: is a revelation. I tried to keep that secret from you and
1: I didn't. Yeah, no, you did your best. You didn't even say it during the podcast, but I read the notes while you were speaking and there it was. Um, uh, I apologise <laughs> uh, Look, you, it hasn't deterred me It hasn't ruined my interest In fact, I, I spent the next weekend binge watching Two and a half seasons of the show So, um, yeah, no, I didn't deter me at all I really like the perspective that, uh, of one entertainment journalist Dan Coyce from Vulture He said, in a way, the people that don't watch the shows on time But still demand that we respect their right to remain strategically ignorant Are the real spoilers the ones whose slow pace keeps us from enjoying the post-show discussion as much as we enjoy the shows themselves. See, I agree with that. I reckon in the world we live in today, it's unfair to expect the rest of the world to wait for you to catch up to the episode or stay up to date. If it's a spoiler, too bad. Well, Fair call. Explosive. Explosive start. I know.
0: I'm sorry. I didn't know I'd done that. <laughs> I'm terribly <That's> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, But fortunately, I hope I haven't spoiled it for anyone else because it's a a shock, big shock. Now, we haven't mentioned Facebook uh, slash Meta for a while, but an interesting development this week when it comes to Facebook and potential change in legislation here that could affect advertising.
1: Yeah, so the Australian government has spent years planning for a massive overhaul of their privacy laws to help bring the country into the digital age, particularly after huge growth in data collection and use by businesses throughout the country and then you know alongside the repeated large-scale data breaches and the proliferation of online scams. So yep. the Attorney General's department released this massive 320-page paper in February, which made 116 recommendations Covering areas such as direct marketing, consent, data breaches, and enforcement. That sounds like a fantastic read. What a 320 what read. pages. Yeah, from you can spoil the department. whole thing for me if you want. <laughs> the uh, the changes have the potential to affect everything from the banking sector to telecommunications, small businesses, media. So it's a pretty pretty significant yeah. document. Now Meta has responded to this finally, and they agree with 106. ...of the 116 recommendations... Yep. ...including a controversial rule... ...which was opposed by news publishers... ...that would increase their chances... ...of being sued for serious breaches of privacy... Okay. ...however, Meta-, Meta strongly opposes... ...a series of the reforms around direct marketing... ...and targeted advertising... ...as well as an option to give people... ...an opt-out option from any personalised ads... It's quite a big one, isn't it? The opt-out option? It is, it Make is. So these, these plan changes to targeted advertising would expand the definition of what targeted advertising is and what it includes and it would start to include the basic details like age and postcode so this would mean that there'd be more information to be regulated and personalised as might not work as well yep uh, so Medicare is enough. They've sent out their big boss, the Privacy Policy Director, right out from Washington. Her name's Melinda Kleber. The Privacy Policy Director. Yes, yes. Yeah, uh, there'd be a lot of she's, those. Meeting, yeah, yeah, she's meeting with government oh. officials. She'd be reading through all those 320-word re- page yes, reports from yes, all, all over the world. Yes, that'd be reading for her, I reckon. Wow. Um, and from what's been reported, I think she's making a lot of sense. There's been a couple of stories in the papers about her. The Australian government like everyday users, they should know that as part of their participation in Metas Free Services, so Facebook and Instagram mostly, they eventually, they ultimately are the product yeah. So Facebook, for example, it's an ads business. You get free access at the cost of being advertised to. Yeah, being targeted. And she's quoted Melinda again is uh, is quoted this today. Actually, she says, as it is currently framed in the proposal, it would mean that the people fully so could fully opt out of seeing any ads in their personalised experiences. And this isn't just a social issue. Ads support newspapers. The support they support all kinds of services. She goes on to say, advertising is what allows companies to provide free or reduced cost services by allowing people to opt out of that but still have, uh, but still having to provide a service to them, which is what is contemplated. You are essentially forcing companies to look at other revenue models. And uh, I think it makes perfect sense. So if the Australian government forge Jeb with the reforms, I completely agree with Meta's decision, they're going to have to start charging users. Plain and simple. you will follow the money. Be interesting That's it. You to
0: see the the sympathy or not from people, but the opt-out option in this for targeted advertising <clears> is <throat> is an interesting one. Now, I'll use Meta's quote on this. If that happened, that would be beyond any other law that's been passed in any country right now. <laughs> that's what Meta says about that. Let's see where it goes. The thing that interests me is that the government is making decisions here on targeted advertising knowing that one of the organisations... That most needs targeted advertising are political parties during election campaigns. Hundred percent, they need it really 100%. badly, and some parties have done it better than others when it comes to elections. So, mm-hmm. and they complain a lot, uh, you know, governments and opposition when you talk to them about how tough it is to get messages out these days. Yeah, because you know, back in the pre-social media era, if you like, you had your, you know four or five television stations here in in Queensland, your newspaper, your um, uh, radio stations. Yep. Bit of pay television. So to get to the masses mm. was a heck of a lot easier than it is now. Yep. And that's where this targeted advertising comes in. So my interest level on this is to see what decisions do governments make, knowing that they'll be impacting their own chances when it comes to the next election because Targeted advertising is so important to them, so let's keep an eye on that one because maybe the suggestions that come from within the public service, maybe they get a little bit of a different thought from the ministerial offices. Yeah, maybe when it comes to that. So let's see what happens there. Interesting this week, Jordan from the Semaphore uh, newsletter, which is a really good newsletter. Semaphore, S E M A F O R. Not great spellers, but very good. very good newsletter and and worth subscribing to they had an interesting story this week that is based off some surveys by the Gallup knight foundation um to respondents on what they rely on for their information so what do they get their information from we discussed this previously the numbers of uh, people using social media etc to get their news from again not going to the television or going to the newspapers but getting it other ways this one looked at what types of people do these users get news from yep um so the question was do you watch or follow any of the following types of public individuals to get information so Mm -hmm. number one was 66 percent of the respondents are scientists or experts? Okay, that makes sense to me, though. Yep. So that, that's there. Yep. Um, then we also had this one surprises me. Second, fifty eight percent the journalists. Yeah, that's surprising. Yeah, I, I thought that might be because if we look at public trust levels, that's it. And me being a journalist by profession, we're down with the used car salesman. <laughs> we are. I mean, we've always been down low on this one. However, about where do you get? Information from from mm. individuals, journalists, a second, fifty-eight percent, third, and this is surprising as well, politicians or leaders in an elected position. Jeez, fifty-four percent. That's surprising because in the end, well, they would say that, wouldn't they?
1: Well, yeah. I suppose it just highlights the influence of Trump too. They must really believe like his supporters. Now, fourth, this is a weird category: hosts of a <laughs> show is. or
0: program host of a show or program I'm sure
1: what that, show Does it include a news program you think no. like a morning today breakfast thing? We'd have to read the terms and conditions I think yeah get into the fight you print. Do that.
0: Going down here too uh, this is surprisingly low. 33% business leaders or executives. okay So that to be so far below politicians surprises me. Mm. Next one percentage point below business leaders or executives are comedians. <laughs> <laughs> so there's the comedians. Okay. On 25% religious leaders. And these are really influence I- interesting ones here. The bottom three, 17% actors, 16% social media influencers, and last with 12% are athletes.
1: Athletes, hey.
0: I reckon to are really interesting those findings because it probably says a bit about – trust levels from people to get information from the likes of athletes Certainly. and actors and social media influencers is is very very low
1: yeah 100% I reckon at one point in time you would have seen social media influencers maybe athletes a little higher up that list but I just think it's the way that social media has changed in the last few years that you know the, the currency of social media influencers their value has changed where those with the giant followings you know uh, promoting Products all the time. Yeah, it's just true. far less genuine. It's completely. People have had enough of it in yeah, some ways. Yeah, people are really searching for that authentic, yeah. that authentic person to connect to, or that authentic community. And yeah, I guess those influencers lack a bit of that.
0: Uh, and one little one here as well. Just uh, some research this week that we won't talk much about, but in the sense that research showing how much younger um, online users are using their social media. Uh, platforms to search Mm. rather than using say Google they're using those social media platforms to search so that's interesting Um, in terms of search you found a very interesting one about Google and Reddit this week
1: yeah I have so it's the uh, it's what I call the Google Reddit search trick and if you've never heard of it it's pretty much when you enter in your search term and just tack on Reddit to the end of it so for me where's the best gluten-free food in Brisbane Reddit yeah Or, you know, which headphones are the best for home production and add Reddit to the end of that. Okay. So attaching Reddit to the end delivers results where real people with first-hand experience in what you're searching for have offered advice or insights, and most often it's on a Reddit sub that someone's already asked the question. So Google's finally caught on to the the power of that uh, and started making their own version of the Google Reddit search. So they're adding a new section that's called Perspectives, which will be in their search results. And it'll show you content from sites like Reddit, personal blogs, YouTube videos, where real people share their thoughts and experiences. And Google wants to make it really simple for you to access the genuine human opinions instead of just information for the big companies. because. You know, the purpose of adding their Reddit is to get the human responses, the human interactions, yep. all that. Yep. Whereas usually your Google results are all ads. The yeah, they yeah, are. They're sponsored. Yeah, whoever's got the best SEO, really. Yeah. So they believe that people value content created by individuals, of course, who have first hand knowledge or experience. Um, it's their way of helping you connect with others and find information you're looking for. At this stage, it looks like they're just pulling information from those places that already have it, it's like yeah. Reddit and YouTube. I wondered earlier if, um, if they might think of creating their own version of Reddit. Yeah, and yeah. And then the whole question of who moderates that, oh, it just became a thing. But just at this stage, it looks like just pulling it from where it already exists.
0: So you're a regular Reddit user. Yes. Do you find those recommendations on things, even if you don't know the person, do you find them trustworthy?
1: um i find you do an assessment so i will do the classic google reddit search and usually there's multiple options or variations of the same question you can go in and then read all the all all the comments and you can sort of make your assessment from there that's sort of the beauty of it you're not sort of just given one opinion you're given a variety okay Uh, they're also really handy with supplying links to things so you go ...beyond that comment that recommends it... ...and actually read about it or yeah, something. Okay. So I've always... I'll always do the Google Reddit search... To, ...to try and get some perspective... ...on something particular I don't know about. Excellent.
0: The topic of streaming numbers... ...we often use those... ...just some interesting data released... ...during the week... ...here about uh, the predicted global... ...subscription video on demand numbers by 2028 so this was interesting this is looking from obviously the global perspective uh, some of the coverage mentioned that Disney uh, had lost the streaming rights for the massive Indian Premier League cricket tournament Mm -hmm. um, which has been on in India this has been the first year that Disney's been without that lost the rights uh, last June for that one so obviously when you lose cricket in india for such a big tournament that's huge that impacts on your global numbers (laughs) but that's enormous just having a look forward on this so global subscribers by platform in 2028 predicted on top is netflix with 277 million yep followed by amazon with 265 million people uh predicted to be next uh disney plus 222 million people Mm. um Paramount 100 million people. And interestingly, we go then to others, which is 210 million. And Apple TV Plus, 29 million. Really? Not not getting there, is it, Apple TV Plus? It's not quite making it. It's a
1: small slice of that pie, isn't it?
0: It is. It's. Uh, it's well, HBO. 80 million people. 2028. A prediction. Interesting to see. And I bet a lot of those will be people on ad-supported tiers because those numbers seem to be okay. Yes. Now, um, looking here at the. Well, we haven't mentioned the coronation this episode until yet. just then. Yeah. Until now, it's been obviously just a, a tremendous month with the coronation. <laughs> It's been been big. I'm still um, getting over it. But this week, the celebrity magazine front covers, Jordan, they haven't got away from the coronation. It is still big. Now, the new idea does hmm. have a bonus coronation mini mag with uh, 24 pages of um, long live King Charles, which is, is the front-page headline on that one, and that's tremendous. The big story, though, now – there is a photo here of Camilla with a, that massive crown and a very unhappy-looking princess, Anne.
1: Yeah, isn't that a side-eye? Yeah, yes, yeah, like, side-eye. That's what it is. It's a shocker.
0: Now, these, these are photoshopped because they weren't next to each other. Certainly so, not. But for all intents and purposes, they are looking at each other. Now, the headline says the subhead, Anne finally snaps massive point size she's not my queen exclamation mark, mark yep. so obviously there's been a, an issue there, um, big issue um, there's excitement because the Aussie Royal Tour plan has been leaked, some royals are coming here and oh, okay. very exciting <laughs> and we've got something similar in uh, Women's Day, you've got Another aspect there, Jordan.
1: Yeah, it's more coronations. This one is actually a special royal collectors issue. So there's 16 extra pages in this one. This is good. 16 extra pages. It's a magnificent week to be at the news. Yes. Um, of course, we have the king taking out the majority of real estate at the front here. But yeah. Just to the right there, we've got a little circle cutout of. Um, Harry and Megan there and uh, Harry's Coronation Regret let us come back is in the big text there. So obviously something's something's gone on. That Look and
0: we could find out but we don't want to be spoilers.
1: No that's right. We that's want to let right. you find it. Yes. That's but, big. Uh, the royal theme continues down the bottom left. We've got 54 memorable Coronation moments. There's an official photo album there. This is good. It's I imagine good. that is the 16 pages in the middle. Oh, of there. course, that would be that. That yeah, would probably that be, would be it. That. Yeah. Um, what else we got inside Victoria's wedding day? So, what was that friend? Friend family celebrate That must be a television show I've that never watched. Must be I've never seen that either. Beatles bombshell secret mistress speaks out. I feel like that deserves a larger chunk of the front cover. Yeah, it's pretty,
0: it's pretty small. Actually, it's smaller than this week's hearty dinners are back, which yeah. uh, matches up with the new idea, which has got um, winter slow cooker special. Yes. Look, uh, look now... I know that we do look at these magazines, but they are very good at their audiences. I say that all the time. They're very good at getting their audiences. They know their market very well. So that's why we mention them, to see what's happening. Jordan, the weekend ahead. What is happening this weekend?
1: Uh, It is a weekend off spending time with Shannon because I'm very busy between now and end of June, start of July. So just last minute. Cleared out the weekend, so we're going to do some stuff this weekend. and She'll probably watch Succession with you. Oh, she refuses. Really? To even give it a crack. She's gone halfway through episode one twice. Oh, it's a great show. And she's shoot. convinced it's not for her. I said, mate. Really? Persevere. Yeah, absolutely. Persevere. And you I can, can get through Titanic. You can do frigging oh, 40 minutes of Succession. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, can suck I can, it up.
0: I can spoil for her the big uh, moment in the last season, so <laughs> can line that up. Um, Happy birthday to Dash and Sam who have birthdays oh, this week. Excellent. Yesterday and doubleheader. today. Double Yeah, double header yesterday and oh, today. Yeah. So, uh, uh, what's uh, what's the celebrations looking like? Are they weekend? I already had some already. No, this is this is day two today, and then sport kicks in. Oh, there. So just it's what you need. Hard to celebrate when you've got uh, school sport, club sport. That's it. But we will get there. Enjoy the weekend. You too.